Yo, what's happening? <clears throat> um, I've been wanting to do this. I'm so glad my man reached out to me. DJ Music. Um, y'all know how I feel about hip hop. I feel hip hop has has is the child that grew up unloved and it's taking its frustrations out on on its people, its community. And I want to have this discussion today because I guess this is the uh, the year hip hop turns 50. And of course, everyone's excited. Everyone's going out to buy Hennessy bottles featuring Nas in commemoration of hip hop. Just goes to show, in my opinion, my opinion is how far hip hop has fallen. But it's not about me. It's about my man DJ Music. Uh, let me see. Let me go ahead and unmute you real quick. My man, thank you for joining. How how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. How you living? How you living, good brother? I'm here. I'm here. So please, yeah. by all means, um, tell me how we got here. How you got into the music, um, all all that good stuff. Give give us the backstory for all this. Well, as far as myself, you know, I'm uh, I literally am a DJ. I started DJing way back in in the '80s, so you know, I've always been around music. And as far as the hip hop is concerned, you know, I, I guess I can guess I can say that I'm in the in the golden age of hip hop because you know I was a young boy when the LL Cool J's and the Cool Moldies and all those folks came out. So I I guess I've been around long enough to uh, watch the evolution of hip hop through its good and as you say, at through its bad. But mostly for me, you know, right now i'm pretty much running a radio station i kind of built it from scratch so that's what i do with the you know the majority of my time all right so i i just want to jump right into it um i i i i guess maybe i'm more upset with the old heads of hip-hop and what they've kind of let go and and let this thing turn into i have no issue with the youth the youth is what the, the youth is they only take what is given to them from the elders but um Tell me, you know, you growing up in hip hop, um, how how would how would your parents and, and the older generation did they give you flack for hip hop? Because like with most generations, the, the the new music comes in, like that that devil's music, that jungle music, turn it off, I don't want to hear. Did you come up with the same issues? Uh, absolutely, I mean, absolutely right, absolutely right. You know, my parents were like, you know, don't don't play that devil music in my house, you know, or you know, because, you know, at the golden age of hip hop, you didn't have cursing, but you know, but of course, it was a different style of music, versus the you know the the four tops, the Smokey Robinsons, you know, the the smooth kind of R and B, the Marvin Gaye's. Then all of a sudden, you had this, as my parents played it, it's nothing but you messing up a good record. So, you know, it took, uh, as, as far as my parents were concerned, yeah, it took some while to get used to. But, you know, going back to this, its origins, when you first heard Rapper's Delight on the radio, I think that's what gave everybody that, you know, this thing they call in this new music they call it hip-hop, it might go somewhere. Okay. So, you know, the parents were kind of there, they, you know, not to say they, they enjoyed all the hip-hop as in today, you know, but, uh, you know, there was some of it that they grew to. I, I can't say that yet. Let me jump ahead a little bit. Um, when you said the folks said you may you may you may mess up a good record, do you feel they they were right? A, a, as you look at hip hop production as as the way it is right now. Well, I I would say, to be quite honest with you, it's it's a yes or no for me. Yes, yes meaning you know there's nothing new under the sun. So I can understand you know what they call sampling and you know revitalizing music because you know history is history. You know that's a way to pay homage, but. But you hear some of the music now, and you hear some of the scratching and the mixing and all that. And actually, what it is, it's it's not it's not art. It's just you uh, 
re you know retooling something else that someone did and maybe maybe putting a tinge in it here and a beat in it here and all of a sudden you, you know you call yourself an artist so that's the problem that i have with the artists when they say you're messing up a record but literally what my parents were saying is you know back in the you had the vinyl so you learned, learned to scratch and you went through a lot of records scratching them literally usually it was their records that you practice on right because yeah, I didn't know you needed a, a special DJ needle to scratch records. And you know what I mean? Records I have scratched on my mom's and dad's just, and I didn't know you needed a special needle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of nuances to uh, DJing, everything from the, the to stylus, the needle tip, to actually, you know, the uh, the little slip cover that a lot of a lot of DJs think that, you know, when they're scratching and they leave that plastic slip cover over, they're yeah. not scratching. They're not really, they're not mixing, they're not scratching because that's one of the main elements of spinning the wax is to take that plastic cover off okay. and just using the slip cover. Okay. Um, is hip hop a lazy genre of music? It can be. Yes. Yes, it can be. But overall, you don't, you would say no. No. Oh, no. Because uh, why I say it's not lazy? Because you have to in order for them to use the the, the records that they're using, they have to go and find it. They okay. have to go and research it. They have to look for it. But are they are they looking for records just for a sound? Like yes, a certain yes, a certain sound exactly. It's exactly like take like Dr. Dre. If you listen, if you listen to a lot of Dr. Dre's and Tupac music, then if you go back and listen to, um, I would say Zap and Roger Troutman, that's where a lot of their music came from. Right. Yes. Yes. Okay. So let me ask you this: um, As you grew older, um, you grew up in this, um, and you you saw the transition um, going gangster rap first hit the scene. I remember how I felt when I when someone slid me the first NWA tape, cassette tape. I was like, oh, what is this? And I remember horrified. the first Luke record. So tell me about that for you. What was it like? And, as, as I just said, it was horrified. Who's going to buy this? Who's going to listen to this? Who's going to, you know, who's going to say, hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to beat your girl up or I'm going to shoot you down in the park and all that. So it, it was, you know, it was definitely a, a change of gang, the gangster rap. And as we say, the old school rap, it's to me, it's. Gangster rap is it's a it's a genre that I me personally as a DJ, I deal with it, but I'd rather not deal with it. Okay, can you speak to that the de not deal with it part, please? The not deal with it part is because you know, as in anything in education, people say that you use curse words when you can't articulate yourself. Right. The old the old old school DJs back in the day, if you notice, they didn't use curse words. They just find words that rhyme. But now every song, if you turn on the if you turn the song on the radio right now, you hear more bleeps than you hear words. Yeah. Okay. At what point in your career did you say this is it's it's gone against the grain? It's not being productive. We're cultivating a culture of you know wayward uh, generational youths. Uh, what, I, what was that point for you? I I would say early two thousands. I okay. would say the early 2000s when I really started noticing, you know, of course, you when you're doing live shows and when you're doing the broadcasting on radio, you get a lot of requests. And then you start you start seeing the requests more shifting more to music that you got to. I don't know if I can play this, you know, this Internet radio and FCC is a different thing. On FCC, you get fined for a lot of music that you play because you got to bleep out the curse words. You got to do this and you got to do that. Whereas Internet radio, you don't have to. So, you know, a lot of the a lot of the DJs have gone to internet radio just so the fact that they don't have to 
mute the the the, the uh, music that's out there now. They don't have to, you know, spend an hour trying to uh, put a beep in here or put a spin here or a scratch here to avoid seven minutes of curse words. What was there a particular song or an artist or a group of artists that that made you think like you know what this could be a problem? Well, I'm sure we all remember when Uncle Luke came out. Now, if you think about the Two Live Crew, if not for Two Live Crew and NWA, we wouldn't have parental what the advisory stickers right, yeah. on stickers on things. So, you know, that was a that was a heavy as far as the DJ was concerned. You know, of course, you got different crowds, and you got to learn to gauge the crowd. So. If you see a crowd that's 50-50, you don't want to, uh, you know, offend people by playing a song, if, if I might say it. Hey, we want some coochie. <laughs> and then try and play a Marvin Gaye song after that. It just don't work. Let me let me ask you, has the role of the DJ in your eyes diminished? Definitely, because if you remember now, the hip-hop was really born from the DJs. The that's DJ, right. the the uh, MC was was literally the hype man for the DJ. That's right. And that's it right. just morphed into something else. It just morphed into, you know, it's like any great group. Uh, eventually, somebody's going to stand out. And and for, unfortunately for DJs, you know, the uh, MC, the lyricist, stood out because they became great at their craft. Okay. Um I've always said hip hop is a young man's game and it out of all the hip hop artists that have come and gone over the last 50 years, maybe 5%, you know, um, could do like a Rolling Stones. They can go tour at 60, 70 years old and people will still want to see them. Um, do you agree with that? I absolutely agree with it. Hip hop is a young man's game just basically because, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's always revolving, you know, it's always evolving into something new, something else, something, you know, from where it originated in 1979, where you saw people basically in their street clothes now to where, you know, everybody's, everybody has a get up, you know, the, 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 the new rat, the, the new artist, the new rap artist has a new way of putting this music out there, you know, a new gimmick or something like that. So then let me ask you for the old heads, then what should their place be or how should they prepare a transition to get out of the way of the, of the of the youth well it's just it's just like being a, a just like being a football player or playing a coach you know at some point in time you go from high school to college you know to the pros and then you after the pros after your playing time is up you become a you know assistant coach and then a head coach and i think that's the same philosophy that a lot of rappers and uh, and people in the ind industry should follow you know, there's a time to stand up and, you know, and be a part of the crowd. And there's a time to go and sit down and direct the crowd. Well, then let me ask you, why is it the old heads seem to kind of buck against that? And they, they refuse to get out of the way. Uh, Pride. Yeah. Pride more than anything. Relevance. Still want to be relevant. Okay. Yes. Does, do you um, openly affiliate with hip hop? Are you like a proud, you know, bastion of hip-hop because I, I see a lot of content creators and they wear that they they wave that flag and it's like no it's not a good look or, or what say you to that no no for, for me you know i'm the i'm the if you if you saw me in the streets you would you wouldn't first of all i don't think anyone would 
put me in the realm of, of being a DJ because I don't I don't dress the part. You know what I'm saying? I, if I when I'm doing a show, I'm always suited and I won't say suited and booted, but you know I'm I'm dressed for the part. Uh, I don't believe in the jeans and tennis shoe and the baseball cap uh, look when I'm going out to do business. But I notice you know when I do uh, do younger younger people's parties, you know the first thing they look at me is they say, oh, you know, it comes a, a, a older cat in here, and they, they don't think I know the music that well. So you know, but at the, usually at the end of the night, it's like, Shh, well, you can't judge a book by its cover. So you know, you don't you don't have to look the part to play the part. Um, are there any artists that stick out to you that you could, if you could go back in time and and, and talk to them and say, hey, you might want to curb this, may not want to say so much of this. Are, are there any artists that stick out to you that took the music and I don't say the wrong direction, but amplified more negative than positive per se. Tupac. Tupac was a, he was a visionary, but I think his vision got distorted when he joined uh, Death Row Records. So if I could go back to the young Tupac, if he was still alive, I would tell him to follow the path that you started out on, because if this 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 game that that you're about to that you're about to play is going to lead you to one or two things, jail and death. And as you see, he experienced both. Ooh. Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. So did was C. Dolores Tucker right in, at the end of the day? She was right to a certain extent, Amanda. I, I, I think she was a little bit too... I think she took it a little too personal okay. instead of coming coming at the the industry of rap as a whole. She she decided to, you know, as as a lot of brothers say it now, you know, she decided to come directly only after a few, like in the case of the Oprah with the R. Kelly and the uh, what's the guy from? Uh, um, I can't think of his name. Uh, he, he left the country right now, but uh, he's one of the big uh, record moguls. I don't know. I can't pull his name, but it's 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 kind of that same situation. Yeah. OK, <laughs> so. So let's have the discussion. Sure. I, I think hip hop overall has been a curse. You would say different. Yeah, I would say it's been it's been a curse, but it's also been a um, it's been a way to get us as black people, our voices to get our voices out there, because, you know, but the only way if you if you look at uh, us as a history of chronologically, you know, if you go back to the 80s, the only place we saw representation representations of ourselves was on the six o'clock news getting arrested right after that was cops or whatever. So the only way that we could get out what was happening to us in the inner cities or even so much in the countries was to invent a way. It's the same way Muddy, Muddy Waters did by bringing, you know, the, the cotton picking and the, the, the slave mentality out of the out of the fields and the countries to bring it to make it mainstream. I, I think that's the same thing that hip hop did. But unfortunately, with the amount of money now that people can make, some people take it to the extreme to where you got the, the what the West Coast, East Coast rivalry. You got drill rap to where, you know, these kids are shooting each other at alarming rate over lyrics and nothing more, nothing less. OK, that's a great point with Muddy Waters. But I would say the difference is um, the people back then didn't glorify it or didn't you know become the embodiment of let's say you know slave music cotton picking music right. why, why did hip-hop go that path because there's no other genre of music where the consumers became what the music was about per se well, I, I, again i think it's all about the money I, I, 
again, you know, it's it's all about the money that that was that's being out there. I mean, you got to look at it. Some of these kids, 17, 18, you know, uh, even 14, 15, yeah, they, they're getting millions of dollars thrown at them. Yeah. You know, for, but that, that's hard to turn down. It really is. So a lot of these folks, they don't do it for the love of the music. They do it for the love of the money. So had the money not come in or not been as as lucrative, you, you I don't think it. I don't think hip hop would be as big as it is if it not have been for the amount of money that could be made. Because you look at it right now, hip hop hip hop outsells every other genre in the world right now. True, and once again, the sad part is we don't control no aspect of it. None it's, of it, right, right, right. So, if we if we're looking at this from a business standpoint, that that's that's a loss. And, and see, and that's the thing. That's the thing that you have to blame on the younger generation, the younger generation of hip hops. Okay, taking for instance TLC, and we all remember TLC in the early, in the early nineties, ninety one, ninety two, ninety three. They were the hottest thing out there. You know, they sold out arenas, but they were in Target eating chopped ramen. Why? I, that's why you had to blame Pebbles and Babyface. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So it's all about the money. It's all about who can make the most money. So they took the idea, uh, instead of going the, the route of the Ray Charleses and the uh, uh, Quincy Joneses all that, and becoming the owners of their own masters, they settled for the quick money. I, I guess the sad part is that is the culture of the music business. And per, you know, everyone got screwed. So then, of course, your rite of passage is to screw somebody over in yes. the business because it even though it's wrong i could understand somebody in the past like wait a minute you didn't have to go through this you know that's not fair to us you know i don't think a generation wants to sacrifice itself just so the next generation don't have doesn't have to go through what they went through it's a bit of selfishness on 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 the part of the old heads do you you agree or it's it's both selfishness, greediness, and again, I I I I'll say this because I talk to a lot of these artists behind the scenes, you know, especially the new independent artists that's coming up, and it's more like you know, uh, you know, has that uh, you hate giving up being the big man on campus, right? You know, I mean, because remember the movie The Temptations? Remember when they were young and spry? How the the women was just falling all over the place, you know? But when they came back and some ladies years later at the turmoil, it might have been the same women, but they wasn't jumping <laughs> up and down then, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, let me ask you because I'm a fan of the youth. I know a lot of people, my peers, hate the the the, the, the I guess the direction hip hop is in. And I'm like, let these kids have a voice. It's their turn. Who are you to tell them to not express themselves? Um, how, how do you feel about the state of hip hop with, with these young guns at, at this point? I The state of hip hop now is filled with young kids that think they know the directions, that they think that they can skirt history. Okay. They think that everything that they create is new under the sun, and actually it isn't. There's no music out there that somebody create. You might sound, you might make, it may sound different. You might have a different voice, but you know, music itself is it's it's in its infancy and its basic. There's nothing new under the sun when it comes to that. So too many people, too many times, these folks get the you know the big headed because you know you're on a stage where there's fifty thousand, and of course that could affect anyone. So if, if if you get what I'm rolling with this, is this sometimes it's just the idea of, um, 
how do I say, you know, it's like, I want to, I want to be something more than just uh, the, the kid that, that everybody knows that, uh, that can, can spit a few bars. Yeah. So comp- competition is so heavy. So it's so heavy to try to become you know, the next uh, viral sensation or the next big thing that they don't mind killing each other for. Okay. I have a different take on that. Okay. I, I feel that these young kids are actually enacting what the old heads only said on record because it now it's like, well, y'all said y'all did this. We actually doing it. And you're mad at us for actually doing what we say in the lyrics. What do you say to that? Yeah. A a point well taken. I mean, we ask, uh, you know, some of the music that we put out, you know, it, it, it did it uh, objectify women. Of course it did. Did it, um, did it promote, um, Black unity in some cases, no, it didn't. You know, again, it was a lot of the music that came out in some of the, some of my my era. It was like get get your, as they use it, get the bag. Don't worry about anyone else. Okay, let's get to the marketing for the fifty years of hip hop. Um, okay. Hennessy, longtime staple of hip hop, one of the first um, companies to actually advertise in Ebony magazine, Jet magazine, establishing this brand loyalty with black folks with the cognac and and which was smart on their on their part but when, when you see Nas with the Hennessy bottle commemorating 50 years of hip-hop what does that say to you how does that make you feel to me that's I don't how do I say this can I curse yes by all means yes, I, yes. I, I think it's fucked up okay to be quite honest with you, you mean 50 years of greatness and that's all you can do is commemorate on a bottle of drink? Yeah. Really? Okay. 50 years of blood, sweat, and tears. If some people gave up their life for what this thing that you call hip-hop. And the best thing that you can honor with is a bottle of drink that we're going to piss out in a couple hours. Yeah. And yeah, the, and the, the other ironic part is, you know, alcohol is one of the staples that we blame for the condition of, of our people. You know, there's so many liquor stores on the corner um yeah yeah right i mean it's it's like a it's like uh do as i say but not as i do i'm gonna put this liquor out there for you to drink but in the meantime y'all know that liquor kill us y'all know that's why we out here uh killing each other because of the liquor but you you celebrating it you're telling me this is something in order for me as they say to to be a high value man i gotta be able to drink uh i won't say e and j but i gotta drink some other you know high priced uh uh alcohol that, that Puffy's up backing or uh, Jay-Z is backing. Then I know it's, I'm part of the in crowd. That's funny you said that because E and J used to be like top shelf. <laughs> yeah, top shelf. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Paul Masson and E and J yeah. used to be top shelf. <laughs> Not no more. <laughs> you can get that 235 for a yeah. glass. <laughs> Yo, I remember my aunties and uncles like E and J or or nothing. Don't bring don't come in here with without the enj that is crazy um let me get your thoughts on 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 jay-z's um his museum well i i i generally don't speak on things that i don't uh, follow too much and i've never been a big jay-z fan because to me quite honestly i think jay-z is probably one of the fakest rappers out there i think he's taken on everybody's style and made it his own 
you know, so I don't, I don't, uh, do I play Jay-Z music? Of course, because I play what the fans want, but you won't catch it in my, in my, um, you won't catch it in my rotation, my personal rotation. So I leave things that I don't have, as my mom said, if you don't have nothing good to say about somebody sometimes, the best thing to do is don't say anything. Well, well, let me ask you, when you see people use him as the example of um, success in the hip hop, in the story of hip hop, what, what what would be your counter argument to that? Uh, success at what cost? Okay. Um. I, I don't, every everybody I've ever heard when they talk about the greats of hip hop or the, the the bastions of of you know black getting it from out the mud and black success, black uber wealth, they always point to pretty much Jay Z as the default argument for everybody. Like, look, Jay Z came from the mud. He's a former dope dealer now look at him he's all this and this and that and i'm just like that's not a good example no and see that and again that's another thing that's a, that's a problem with or to have with people when they try to establish greatness in hip-hop okay is jc a, a good artist I'll, I'll give him that but is he one of the greats of the greats of hip-hop by by no stretch of the imagination he is but they see there's a difference with, with but if you dig deeper into Jay-Z's past, you will see that a lot of that, like Ja Rule, Jeffrey Atkins, you know, they didn't live that life. They they weren't they weren't the, that rough and tough guy. Did he might have sold some drugs? Yeah, he might have sold a nickel bag or two on the corner somewhere, whatever. But if you look at the history of Jay-Z long before, you know, when he was hanging out with uh, sleeping on folks' couches, they say hanging out with this guy and that guy, you know, he was just a t- basically a two-bit hustler that, you know, that, that had a he had a flow to him and it, it gravitated you know not not everything at the top is you know top shelf <laughs> um you as a dj it's your job to kind of keep your ear to the street and keep a finger on the pulse of music um where do you see it 10 years from now where, where is hip-hop when these these young kids get older a little bit more seasoned well it's it's going to be dead because all their rappers are dead Ouch. They don't. They won't have any old schools. They go. I'm. Mean, you know. The, well, I. We still got LL Cool J. We still got Ice T. We still got Ice Cube. Out. You know. Our golden age rappers are still here. You know. But the Chief Keeps and the. Uh, you know. The FGG Ducks and all them. Them folks are gone. You know. Okay. That, that's okay. it. They. They won't make anything else. And I, I don't think that music that they made, uh, has a has a legacy to it. You know. They, they might have a. You know, they might have a pocket of folks that's always going to be loyal to them. But as far as mainstream is concerned, I would say five years, uh, 10 years, it'll uh, be a new form of hip hop to replace what they call drill music. now. Let me ask you, what are your thoughts on, on drill rap right now? Just what it is. Just just what it is. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. So don't be surprised. So you don't take it as a personal affront. Because I, I hear a lot of, of our peers take it personally at this music. And I'm like why it's this is okay well let me ask you this what it, the state of hip-hop right now let's, let's just say drill was this just a culmination of everything that took place before was this bound to happen regardless i i think so i think in in a in a, in a roundabout way you know because of the origins of hip-hop and you know how it slid into more of us giving a story about uh, you know where we lived and how we lived and why we lived right now you know with with all that's going on in the world it's it's not only rough music and you know that uh go get them and go kill them music that's what everybody's listening to not just black people so right now the state of hip-hop is the state of the united states okay that's why, it, that's why it's flourishing if the murder aspect of hip-hop was not so popular 
um, would it eventually even itself out? I think if if the if the murder drinking and the and the, and the chasing women weren't a, a, an aspect of uh, uh, hip hop, we would have a whole lot more R and B artists. Now, with R and B, um, because R and B has been tainted by hip hop, I, I yes. would say. Um, yes. Ooh. Oh, okay. But, Go ahead. No, no, no. Now the thing about R and B and hip hop is it, it was a good marriage. You know, because if you go back and you listen to some of the, you know, some of the the, the collaborations of, you know, the the late '90s and the early 2000s, that was that was good. That was a good flow into, you know, bringing women into the mainstream of hip hop. Because before, you know, you know, the Salt and Peppers and the Sequence and all them, you know, yeah, folks took the women rappers seriously, but they really didn't start taking them seriously until, you know, I would say, middle 2000s. When was when was Missy Elliott popular? Uh oh yeah, two, yeah, mid two mid two thousands. Yeah. She had a she had a nice she had a good run. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that's when I think that's when I think that people started taking um, uh, females in hip hop a little bit more a, a little bit more uh, to uh, this, we can't do this without them. We we need women, so let's let's you know let's start doing some collabs. Let's start bringing them into the shows, and as you see, that also in turn, because we as males, you know, what are we fighting for? We either fighting for money, we fighting for women. So now we got an industry full of industry chicks. I hate to say it. But okay. A lot of them are. Perfect segue. Um, who do you blame for that now? you know i believe in gatekeepers of all shapes and sizes why is that why are the female gatekeepers not taking so much heat and brunt of uh the state of female hip-hop right now because all we know you know you got sexy red uh ice spice lotto glorilla you know these are pretty low vibrational um artists mm-hmm. not to, not to diss them or anything but how come the female gatekeepers are not catching heat like the men are i think I think uh, two reasons. I think because females, uh, the, the female rappers, it's a form of an expression. You know, females are busting out of L7 right now, you know. So it's they're at that, you know, back in the 70s where it was the bra burning thing. Now it's the new thing of, you know, I can wear what I want to. I can do what I want to. I'm the independent woman. I'm this, I'm that, but not realizing that, you know, you're pretty much going down the road of uh, tagging yourself as the industry chick. You know? Okay. So as far as, as far as them being the, the gatekeepers of it and as far as what hip hop's emerged into, I have to blame it. I have to put the majority of the blame on the males themselves because they created the video vixens. They created the, the you know, the, the hip hop girls, the ride or die chicks. So you can't get upset with the with what you created. Okay. Okay. Do you see a resurgence in, in, in conscious female hip hop anytime soon, or this is pretty much the vibration is going to be for a good long while? I I would hope so. I, I I would really hope so, but I don't I don't see it as it stands right now. I don't I don't see rap as itself taking up this much of a turn to where it's going to clean itself up. I think it's going to take again, like the, with the Luke and the, and the, you know the other other rappers that out there that you know put the the nastiness into rap, so to speak. 
I think it's going to have to take some probably some legislation to make people force people to clean themselves up. You think so? Run, then it's going to run into the First Amendment. So interesting. Do you think the public would even want conscious female hip hop at this point? I mean, we got Rhapsody, but the average person doesn't know about Rhapsody and and, and Naira and does the market even want that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they do, but but you know, it's 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 like this, my man. It's like you know, being teased about listening. You know, as a black man, being teased about listening to country and western music. You know what I mean? Okay. It, it, people listen to it, but you know, don't let me catch you listening to it. Okay. Well, what are you listening to that that kind of music for? You're gonna you're gonna, it's gonna corrupt you. You know, uh, we don't think like that. You accept to listen to that kind of music, but it's out there. You know, because uh, again, being a DJ, I have my my ear to both sides of the street, the artist side and the you know the, the consumer side. So I hear basically the same thing from both sides. You know, yeah, I play this music. Oh yeah, I do this music. But in my own personal life, I don't. Uh, you know, I, I like this kind of music, you know. Let me ask you, um, as a DJ, I know it's hard for you to kind of keep a, be objective and, and not and be non-biased in the music that you consume and then you, those you, what you put out to other people. But is there any song, artist, uh, or genre of hip-hop or a piece of hip-hop that you say, you know what, it just bothers the hip that it bothers my soul. I can't. Even as a DJ, I just can't. What drill music? I, I would have to say that this just this music that's out right now, this music that's been put out in the last uh, uh, three or four years. Because I remember when Chief uh, Chief Keep first came out, yeah, his music wasn't bad. Okay, you know, I think he was probably one of the pioneers of the the Chief Keep thing. But after a while, it just got to the point to where it's music is just what it is. It is. It's it's just it's just a product of today. Interesting. Interesting. How, how do you, what are your thoughts on Afro beats? You think it? You take it serious? Love it. I, I, I love it. It's it's it, to me. If you if you put it on and take the words out of it, it's it's calming. It's soothing. So, tell okay. I I can't. I try and I can't. So what am I missing about Afro beats? Mm, it's it's hard to say because I really don't know your your musical taste. But I I think with any with anything, it's 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 a it's a acquired taste for some people. But you know, or maybe it's a, it's it, some people don't take it serious because you know you you get the you get the idea it's coming from Africa. It's not homemade. It's not home home branded music. Okay, maybe that's my partial bias because it's like it's it's not yeah it's not from the homeland. I hear a lot of synth. I hear a lot of keyboards. I, like okay, if I want to listen to um, not emo, but um, if I want to listen to to synth music wave house music I, I would just go listen to what it is i i, I personally went to go out and listen to the, the imitation um what was the music what was the sound out, out of germany it was a fake it was a the, oh my god I forget. Uh, oh, you're talking about class, uh, the craft work like uh the, um, yeah right yeah, yeah, late, yeah. late 2000 we had this whole wave and everyone was like on this way i was like i'll just go listen to the to the, to the house music that's how i feel right. about afro beats i, I just I just, I just can't. I can't for burner boy and all that. I can't for whatever right. reason. Right. I, I understand. You know, a lot of people felt that way. Uh, I'm sure you remember the group. Uh, I think out of uh, DC in the DC area, EU. You know. Yes. Was, yes. Yeah, yeah. A yes. lot of people didn't like that type of music either. You know. But you know, again, it's 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 an acquired taste for a lot of people. But you know, I get I get I get a lot of requests for it. So it, I guess to me, it kind of grew on me after a while. Well, let me ask you, what is to you, what's the difference between EU and the roots? I see the same thing. 
Yeah, I see. Mm-hmm. I see musicians. Tempo. I think that's about the only difference. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. is it maybe that black folks outside of the DMV area have not been exposed to go-go? Like. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, I, that, I think that's the best way to describe that. You know, it's, uh, it's like, um, it's, it's, it's what you what you listen to in your area, like the local radio stations. That's what they play. Like here in the Charleston area, you get a lot of Southern soul. Okay. So, you know, when I know when I go do a live party somewhere, I better be packed with some Southern soul because that's what they listen to here. Or if I'm going up to Columbia, the radio station in Columbia is the big DM and they listen to a lot of hip hop and, you know, old school. So I know if I do, I'm doing something in, in Columbia, I know I got to have some hip hop and some old school. So it just depends on location. And those are the, the, the definitely the things as a DJ that you have to pick up over the years. Um, let me get back to Afro Beach real quick. Do you see sure. that in, in, uh, encountering the same issues with hip hop as it gets bigger, as it becomes more commercial commercialized? Yeah, because it, it's it's a lot of people think it, it call it it's threatening. You know, okay. it's, it's 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 like an invasive species. You know, you know it's, it's Caribbean, so they don't. Uh, again, it's because how do, how do you say this? Uh, if I want to listen to that type of music, I'd rather be on vacation. So is it because of the vibrational? where it's at vibrationally that that, that mm-hmm. could be offensive to whoever will like or am i am i off on that one no you're, you're right uh, again it's 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 an acquired taste you know it, it's some people like beats some don't you know okay do you how long do you think it can sustain its momentum Af- afro beats itself i think it'll i think it'll be i think it'll catch on i think it'll be around for quite some time yeah, because um, I know you mentioned Bourbon Boy, but you got this one, another kid out there, uh, Wiz, uh, Wiz, Wiz Kid. Okay, yeah, yeah. There's a song I think everybody's playing that's called uh, Essence, and there's another group out there called Dogma. There's another group called Runtown. Okay. But I think if you listen to one of those three groups, that's how I really got into Afro Beats more, a group called Runtown. So I would suggest folks go take, take a listen to that group, and I think that'll get you in the groove for trying to explore a little bit more Afro Beats. Do you see hip hop embracing it to a point where you'll see an amalgamation or assimilation between the two? And it, it, yeah, yeah, because hip hip hop is you know it's a, it's a sampler's game. So and some of the beats that's coming out of that out of the the Afro beats, of course, you're going to hear you're going to start hearing a lot more of the uh, especially the newer rappers. They're going to start using that as backing tracks. Do you think that's a bad thing, given the current state of hip hop, or is this? The transition hip hop would need to get back to a, a more, more. It needs positive. it, okay. right? It needs it. It needs it. Hip hop needs a common, a common state, a, a calming feel to it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk um, some old heads that have transitioned out of hip hop to a certain extent. Um, Ice T. Mm-hmm. I'm conflicted on Ice T. I, I respect the fact that he was able to properly transition out of it. But it's almost like everything you rapped about and when you were younger, you're you're a capitalist now. I would dare I, you know, it's like I get it. People grow and change. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm not giving him enough credit for growing up and and leaving past habits and and mindsets uh, behind as as one should. But what it's just like hip hop kind of puts you in a box and like. This is a snapshot of you, and this is how I see you until you get old. And I don't want you, to, I don't want you to change out of this. <laughs> is that 
Does that sound about right? Or, or yeah, yeah. And and I think coming from where you're coming from with that, I can understand again why people would say what they say about some of the old heads of rap because you know, uh, Ice Ice T came up with you know uh, a Cop Killer and different things yeah, like that, you know, I... and all those different songs like that. So you know, as a younger generation, I guess some of these folks don't realize that they can go back and get your music. How are you gonna preach to me about doing the right thing when 10, 15 years ago you were just talking about this? And I'm glad you said it because I remember him getting in interviews. The feds would come to his kid's school, pull his kids out of school. Mm. And I mean, he was straight up being harassed. I remember that because one of the labels that w that wanted to was in a bidding war to distribute the record. They 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 said, no, the feds were coming for everybody at that point. Everybody's getting right. cease, and cease and desist and injunction orders filed to not distribute the music. So right. I remember how much hell it was, not just for him, but everybody that wanted to be around uh, that because it was. How could you? The fire was hot, you know, and everybody and, wanted to kind of right, put their hands. Right, and Ice 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 T's uh, case, he had no choice but to change, or you know, he wouldn't be in in Hollywood and TV right now. I agree. Going down the path that he chose, that he was taken, you know, two things was going to happen to him: either he was going to be in jail, or he was going to end up dying. So, you know, I guess that what they say: better live chicken than dead duck. Yes. <laughs> um, let's talk Chuck D. Chuck D is another one for one decades. Yes. Right. But you know, he and in, in, in his in his lyrics, radio was the enemy. Yes. Now he works for radio. Yes. Yes. And, and again, you know, practice what you preach. You know, I, I can go back 15, uh, 15, 20 years ago when you tell me you, you would never uh, be a DJ. You know, I found that offensive. What you mean? You'll never be a DJ. But here it is now, like Key Sweat, the, the Sweat Motel. Okay. You know, you stay in your lane, Keith Sweat. Uh, um, uh, the, the other rappers, y'all stay in your lane. We okay. got this. We got this. But it's the overall effect of, uh, of, of Chuck D. You know, I think he bought uh, his music, brought out the militancy in us. I think he, Chuck D, was was his music and his timing came to black people at the right time. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Does okay? So let's take Ice T, Ice Cube, and Chuck D. Does that mean are you telling me that at some point we all had to assimilate into, you know, the throngs of the enemy or the opposition to, on some levels? Well, no, I think that's what anything, my man. I hate to say it. I think that's what's in music and in business and in everything. You know, the worst, I think, in a, a lot of places going back, and I, and I hate to turn this kind of to a, a history lesson. But no, no, please, please. No, educate me. Yes. And, Inclusion is, you know, is one word that, you know, that sticks with us. We want to be included in everything. We want to be included in, in white man's world so, so much sometimes that we're willing to sell our own self, our own product, our own identity to be a part of that world. And, and, and am I saying that ice, am I calling ice tea and ice cube and these rappers that, you know, swore they would never work with the white man sellouts to a certain point, but I understand why they did. Okay. Folks gotta, folks gotta feed their families. Gotcha. Um, Ice Cube, what, what are your thoughts on when you see Ice Cube now and, and the rhetoric he's, he's talking now? Confusion. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm confused about Ice Cube. I, I really am because I, I I would hate to say, I hate to say this about him, but, you know, yes, his balance, his, his points are valid. But, you know, when you, you had an opportunity to change things, but you decided that, uh, you know, the, the NWA and the money was more important. Now that it is, it's affecting you in a personal way, don't speak up now. You should have been speaking up. 
Okay, I'm not, I'm not crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, because I'm I, I'm sit, literally sitting here watching the big three at the gym, and I'm like, what gatekeepers is he? What is he complaining about? I'm literally watching them on TV at Planet Fitness. I've never watched the big three game, and here it is at my gym. I, I'm I'm lost as to what what it, what is his problem. Yeah, I I, I, never, I don't understand the, the big three thing. But you know, I, I, right before we came on, I was just I was just looking at something, to where you know we spend black people, mostly black women, of course, we spend over I would say seven eight million dollars a year in hair. So just imagine if we, as just a low level consumer, spend that kind of money. Imagine all these football players, basketball players, you know, all these prominent NFL folks that could pool their money together and really buy a team that can compete with you know the mlbs and and the different things like that why they refuse to do that it's it's beyond me okay let's shift gears a tad bit um are you uh, how how up to speed are you on, on jalen brown out of boston not very much no okay all right were you aware of, of the statements that he made when he signed when he announced his contract during the mm-hmm. during... no no informed in, in so basically, in a nutshell, he said he wanted to close the wealth gap in Boston. Impossible. Okay. When you hear athletes say this, um, <laughs> and I, I'm sure he has good intentions, but I'm like, you are not special. You are not going to change anything that they, I, to me, it's lunacy at this point. But when you hear athletes talk about finances, economics, generational wealth wealth gap how do you how do you feel about that because i'm i'm sure we all read the 40 million dollar slaves by william c Roden, and we all know of, of the book right and what he right. laid out is is still prevalent to this day so when you hear af- black athletes uh talk this rhetoric what is how what does that say to you or or you know it's like I, i'll say this man you know people talk good game yeah, you know, a lot of people can talk about good game but uh, again you know when you when you say We've, we've heard this before. We've yeah. heard, well, if I, when I get into the NBA, the first thing I'm going to do is, you know, I'm going to make sure that my, my, my people are taken care of. I'm going to do this. I'm going to open up this. I'm going to do this. How long has Umar, I hate to uh, take it off the music, but how long has Umar been opening up this damn school? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a minute. You know what I'm saying? So we have we have enough black athletes out there that make enough money that if they were really serious about uh, about about closing the wealth gap, there is things they can do about it. But they refuse to because it's like the crab in the bucket thing. I don't want you being better than me. I don't want you to outshine me. So is is hip hop just the glaring onset of problems that just beset black folk on, on all fronts you know if another racial group wanted to study us all they had to do was just listen to the music and just listen to our music that's okay. exactly it that's okay. exactly it and in a lot of cases slide what they'll get is the monkey with his hand in the jar yeah. that doesn't realize that if he opens his hand some stuff will come out and that's the same thing with a lot of these hip-hop artists don't realize they stick their hand in the jar and don't realize that if they open it, that the hand can come back out. But because they want to try and take everything in there at one time, it's, it, you know, it gets lost in transition and it, it becomes a, you know, me, 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 my, 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 my. Yes. Um, 
let me get back to, to your conversation with the independent artists. Yeah. Um, at this point, is it uh, is it kind of a redundant um, to, to to blame the, the the record labels at this point for the music at this at this juncture? Like, are, is it time to move on past that argument? Well, nowadays it's redundant because okay. there's so many so many ways to get your music out there. You know, you have social media, you have, you know, TikTok, you have YouTube, you have all these different platforms, you know, put your music out there. So as I, you know, again, the the majority of the independent artists that I deal with are jazz musicians. And the hardest thing for them now is not to, to find places to where to get their music out there, is to collect the money from, you know, the, 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 what the, CD babies and uh, Spotify's and all that, but the opportunity for someone to be an overnight celebrity is more easier now than it was, say, 15, 20 years ago. Yes. What do you, when you still see artists still wanting and desiring to sign to major labels? I always ask them why. Okay. Why? Why? I mean, if you if you have the if you have the G two to create music and to sing and all that, that means you have the the accolades enough to know enough about business or enough to go find out about business to where you really 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 understand. Now these days, you don't need an agent, you don't need a, you know you don't need a, a big a big studio, you don't need anything. All you really need is talent and drive. Let me ask you this: things you gotta have. Gotcha. Um, do the, the major labels still have the level of cachet as they once had? The, the yeah. Lore? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because people are still trying to get into that. You know, they still believe that's, that's where the, that's where the money is because, uh, to compare the two independent artists and an artist that sign, you know, it's fast money versus, you know, the money sometimes trickling in. Like uh, Snoop Dogg said, you know, you, you stream, a, 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 you get a million streams on Spotify, mm -hmm. but you only make a thousand dollars. Whereas if you sign if you sign a contract with Sony or one of these other uh, major record labels, you know you might get a check for a million, million, million and a half, million, three million, four million, five, just like that. Let me ask you because you mentioned jazz, and I want to get to the to that part. Jazz and blues are probably the two um, music genres I can name off top that, just like hip hop, they don't own the genre per se. Any blues festival I go, gotta see Kingfish and all the, even when BB King, it would be a sea full of white folk and then be packed out through the door. Same thing with jazz artists. Um, what is the difference between those two genres not having control of their music versus hip hop? And, and as far as the business side of it, absolutely none. There is no difference. You know, as, uh, as someone said in the chat room, you know, record labels are, 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 are unscrupulous when it comes to dicking around their artists. You know, especially again, I always use the, the reference of TLC that those that think how popular those young ladies were, and they were literally dead broke. So, why does not, um, or maybe it's just history short sightedness, why does not jazz and blues get? you know, excoriated the way hip hop does for losing control of the music per se, or is that just going too far back into history that nobody really wants to get into? Well, to see the thing about, I think it's because of the words, you know, in hip hop, you know, you have something to, to talk back to, whereas in jazz, it's just instrumental. You know, okay. you might get a, a few this or that. So who are you going to argue about? Uh, I, he didn't hit that C note right. Well, you know, he was playing an alto sax instead of a soprano, <laughs> yeah. you know. So that's what, what's the argument that you're going to have? Okay. 
That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, well, okay. Who who's in the worst off position? Jazz, blues, or hip hop? As far as the lack of ownership with the music, hip hop. And you say that because why? Hip hop has a, most of most of hip hop artists are have ghostwriters. Okay. Whereas okay. in whereas in jazz or blues, you know, or independent artists, you know, you have to literally know how to play the instrument to create that sound. You know, no one writes it for you. I mean, yeah, of course, you can have somebody write out some Whitchamacallit, but, but but if you go to most of the jazz musicians, you know, if you go back way back in time and listen to the Dizzy Gillespie's and all that, they all say the same thing. You know, it's called that 10,000 hours of practice. You put in 10,000 hours before you become, even think about coming a professional. Mm-hmm. Okay. Given everything you just said, right, right, just now, do you put hip hop at the level of creativity as as the other genres? Yeah, I would because it, it's a level. You, I mean, you have to, you have to get. It is truly, is it an art form? It, absolutely, it is. But you know, it's, it's is it abstract art? Yes, it's abstract art. So not everybody's going to get it. You know, not not everybody's going to understand why you got it. Why you have to use fifty curse words to describe the plight of how, how you came up. You know, so again, it's 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 again, it's abstract art, but it's still art. And is is it art in its roughest form? Sometimes, yes. But then again, you know, with, with art, it is what it is. Every some, it's it has a place in every for everyone. Okay. Um, getting back to the youth, um, you talk to the youth, the, the young artists a lot, per, per se. I would I would assume. Mm-hmm. What are the frustrations they they tell you or let you privy be privy uh, onto as far as their dealings with the business per se, or just life in general, that maybe the old heads are just kind of fail to listen. And, and, and you, you hit the nail on the head, getting past the old heads. Okay. You hit, you hit the nail on the head, getting past the old heads, getting through the door. You know, you always, one of the main words that you always hear the new artists come out, well, I can't get past the gatekeepers. Well, who are the gatekeepers? In most cases, it's the old heads. Do you worry that the, the, the youngins will turn into the, the next set of old heads? Yeah, I think that it's 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 bound to happen, you know, I could because it's always, you know, I remember when the old heads didn't let me do this. So I'm not going to let you do it in a way. Sort of like I'm, I got to teach you the same lesson that I got taught. That's what. Yeah. And that's my thing is like you're not going to until one generation sacrifices itself to make sure the next moving forward doesn't go through it. I just don't see it happening. And that's just yeah. pretty much on all fronts of, of industry when it comes to blacks leading the next charge of, of, of its of its own. I just don't see that happening. Yes, yes, I, I'd agree with that. And I think that's across the board, and not only in music. I think that's with everything across the board as far as we as Black people are concerned. I think we need to take a better charge of what we do and who we do. It's easy to blame other folks. It's easy to blame the record labels for sticking somebody up, okay? We knew that happened because 20 years ago, you had to go through the record labels. Today, you don't have to, so you can't use that same excuse. Okay. Uh, let me see. Yeah, great. That's a great point. Great point. Would Would you want your children involved in in hip hop, in in whatever capacity? Well, I, I look at it like this. Like I, I don't. 
I'm, I'm not a person that any that would ever stop anyone's creativity. So if, if, if my sons or, you know, my daughters or whatever decided that they want to venture down the road of, of, of trying to be a hip hop star, of course, I'm going to be there to support them as much as I can. You know, me, me being in the industry, try to give them some of the pitfalls of what I've seen and what to avoid and, you know, maybe uh, point them in the right direction. But as far as the type music that they choose to pick up on or what they uh, try to sing or whatever, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be a part of that. I would support them. Whether I like the music or not, that's one different thing. But I would always be there to support them. Okay, so you wouldn't necessarily tell them what their content matter should and shouldn't be about. No, no that's the same with same with my DJs at the station. I, I they have carte blanche to play whatever they want. The only stipulation that I have that they, they keep the music as clean as they possibly can. Okay. And the reason I ask is because of, of Gilly the Kid's situation with his with his son. And I, I'm it, to me it doesn't make sense. I, I'm not sure why, and this is my limited scope of thinking, I'm not in this man's head, but given what he's gone through in the business, his content matter, every ups and down he's ever had, and knowing the state of hip-hop the way it is right now, I don't know why he would... I guess not allowed because he's grown, but still be like, hey, this this genre of music, this form that you're going, it's not good. And maybe he's had a conversation with his son and maybe his son's like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do and you can't stop me. Right. Um, yeah, yeah so, some, you know, uh, some kids are hard hit. You know, they, they, you, they think they know everything and, you, and unfortunately, sometimes you got to let them run into that wall to let them realize that, yeah, it hurts. Sometimes you got to let them, let them go. But is the cost too high? Well, I mean, after a certain age, I mean, after the, in, in my case, you know, of course, I said my children will always be my children. But after a certain age, you know, I consider them as grown men. So, you know, whatever, whatever you do in your life, you know, there's consequences and repercussions behind it. Okay. You can't be there to hold your hand all the time. Okay. Um, I've always said, um, to me, hip hop is, is the the epitome of arrested development do you see it that way or, or or no i'm sorry say that again also i've always said that hip-hop to me is the epitome of, of arrested development um how do you see it I, again i see hip hip-hop is i i think it's like a wayward child and lost okay. its way you know, and I, I think with the with the with the right uh, with the right people back in charge, and with the right uh, with the right people, you know, putting out decent music and and, and creating a, a, an atmosphere that you know you don't mind playing this for your children in the car or your grandmama can groove to it or whatever. Hip hop, to me, and I, and this and maybe just this just a personal uh, thing of mine, but I think that hip hop music today took the family out of. You know, listening to music in the car together, or turning it on and cleaning the house on Sunday. Okay, has hip hop aged gracefully to you? Uh, as a hip, I would say I, I would say this. I, I lived I lived in the uh, in, in San Francisco for a while. Okay, and I, I put it like this: you know, when you 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 walk down the streets of San Francisco, you see a lot of homeless people. Yeah. You know, they're not very well kept. Yeah. You know, and that's the way I, that's the, the, the idea. If I had to dress up 
uh, hip hop right now, that's the kind of clothes I would put it in. It needs okay. to be cleaned up. Okay. It needs, it needs to have a bath. <laughs> I, I like that. What do you say when you see um, online personalities still like embodying and embracing the 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 old motif of hip hop because like you said you you change your dress you, you dress a certain way um and, and what, what do you what do you say to that well i i with anything you have to be able to you know move move on in time you know as far as me you know i started out with two pioneer turntables Okay. You know, and some te- and some. Uh, I don't. I forgot the name of the speakers. You know, before that, I was using a bro box. But each thing is, you know, is is kind of a progression. And if you stay stuck in that idea of thinking that this is the right way, then just with hip hop, I think hip hop is stuck to thinking that this is the right way to make money right now. So with that, I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be long before the. We start calling what we know now as hip hop the the olden age of hip hop, not the golden age. So let me ask you: How do you see hip hop consumers? Um, oh, I don't want to say that. I don't black folk. I mean white folk. I mean black. How, how what what is your snapshot of, of hip of current hip hop consumers, young and old, at this point? Well, I hate to say it, uh, Sly, but when I see when I see people talking about hip hop or I, I, I hate to say it, but it's, it, it has a brighter hue now. Okay. I think more, more white people try to assimilate, you know, you, you're driving on the freeway, you're driving on the road and you, you, you're looking over it and you're thinking there's two brothers in the car and there's two white kids, you know, bumping to bumping, you know, some, you know, some chief keep or some, uh, that, uh, yeah, it, that low key kind of irritates so, me. I'm not even gonna lie to you, man. I just yeah. be like, <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, I, I, even though it's, I, I, let me put it this way. I'll I, I take people on, on the time thing. Uh, there, there was a, a guy named Pat Boone and Pat Boone used to cover a lot of black people's That's right. So yeah, much yeah. so yeah. that when you saw it, when you actually, you saw the white person on the cover, that was not the actual people that sang the song. Yeah. So this is the same thing that I see now. I see hip hop being created by black people but being more consumed by white people. You know, it's funny you said that because I remember in the late eighties when you had white artists that had, that made black sounding music. I mean, for a long time, they didn't put queen on the cover of uh, another one bites the dust and they were That's played right. on urban stations. And I was like, this is just in the reverse. That's right. You know, Cause the moment you find out they were, they were white or Brit. They're like, what, what is that? Been bamboozled? Right. Up until I think up until probably maybe, uh, maybe shortly, maybe maybe five, eight years after before he passed, uh, we all know Bobby Carroll, the song "What You Won't Do for Love," you know, old, old yeah. school classic. But if you go back to his albums, the idea to because he knew that his music sounded more urban, I'll use that term, than it did uh, than rock. Right. His he never had a picture of himself. It was always a silhouette, and the silhouette always was in reference to a black man. That's right. So that's how that's how uh, Bobby Colwell was easy. It was easy for him to infiltrate black music because he never put a picture of himself up. What 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 are you, what were your thoughts on that practice on both I, on both sides? As a DJ? I, I, I call it I call it deceptive practicing. Uh, you know, it's just the old bait and switch. Okay, uh, to be quite honest with you, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I yeah I remember uh, I forget the name of the group uh, the, the White Horse song and and then yeah no, no, but, uh, yeah, yeah it's like you automatically assume if it's on the urban station why would I think it would be somebody else but black folk absolutely absolutely and and, and that's the, that's the thing about you know that's that's another good thing that I like about hip hop it can be inviting to everybody but yeah. not everybody can do it yeah okay. Let me ask you about AI um, moving forward as in, as far as just hip hop and music in general. Um, are you concerned at all as a DJ? As a DJ, yes. As okay. I would be, and, and as a as a, a person that would create music, I would be concerned also because you know with with the advent of AI, they could take just a small sampling of your voice, you know, and and make a whole album. And people think they're buying you, or if I if I put out a if I put out a scratch or a mix, and you know, or, or or something like that, and all they have to do is just you know go go grab a label and put DJ music on, and people think it's me. Um, is is that is this something that people just need to kind of learn to get on board with, assimilate, or or get left behind? You're gonna have to. Okay. AI, AI is here to stay. You know, we should have been paying attention when Will Smith came out with iRobot. We should have been paying attention then. All right, let me ask you um, the recent trend over the last few years of, of high-profile artists selling their masters and, and their publishing. Um, when you first started seeing more and more of it, what were your thoughts? What, what was your what? What did you think they were doing it for? Uh, you mean uh, the the artists the, yes. them, themselves giving up their masters? Yeah. To, to me, I, I've always questioned anyone that would do that. Anyone that would take their creation and give it away, basically give it away because you create a residual income, something that'll last forever. Why would you want to sell that? Why would you want to basically, basically sell that for pennies? Because if you look at uh, music today, most of the music that you hear in commercial now came from what? 70s and 80s. Mm. Somebody, somebody getting paid for that music. Okay. The flip side to that is a lot of these artists' families don't know how to administer the publishing, don't want to be bothered with the, the, the daily phone calls to sync licensing companies, the back and forth, the paperwork, the rigmarole. Could you understand why some of these guys would do that, per se? If, you know, if, if a company's going to publish, a company's going to take care of all the, the ins and outs for you and your family's not bothered to do so. And, and see that again that comes with being an independent artist and, and i'll have to say this I'm, my radio station is independent everything about it comes from me right. you know so if, if some if some for some strange reason or the other you know uh it comes out to where i'm, I'm on you know comes back one day to somebody wants to do a history of classic on b jams radio mm -hmm. there's only one person that can talk to about it mm -hmm. me that's it so, so i don't i don't what was the transition for you to say, you know, what, independent or, or bust for me? What, what, what was the moment for you that you said, you know what? Yeah, I just need to do this independent thing. I don't know. I don't need to be dealing with with the, the uh, running again, running into the different red tapes, you know, the different uh, uh, licensing fees and people want to want you to pay for you for this and pay for that, and pay for this. And, you know, and, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute now. If you can do this, not to say I'm the smartest guy in the world, but if mm -hmm. you can do it. I gotta figure. I, I think I can do it too. So it's just a matter of putting yourself in place, like. Yeah. 
I mean, if, if you think that's too much work for you, understand that you're going to give up a certain percentage of your money that you shouldn't have to. You know, any money that comes into the station, you know, of course, it, it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere except for to the station. I don't have to worry about outside hands dipping into it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, with again, with the Internet, just like the way you can put your music out there, you know, you have all these different private entities, all these different places you can go on the Internet to, you know, to get your music mastered, uh, to do all these different things. You don't have to. You don't have to deal with anyone. It's just a matter of how much time you're willing to put into your own craft. Gotcha. How much opposition did you incur in the beginning stages of, of you of your independency? A lot, and I, 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 and I still and I still get opposition to this day. I mean, it's uh, why why is that though? I, I would say with with anything, it's there's always a level of professional uh, jealousy or courtesy in anything that you do. You know, I'm sure with you, you run into that. You know, you're, I, I, I've told you, yeah. I, I think you have a pretty good stream. And just because that people come to your stream, there's always going to be some haters. And there's always going to be somebody that's going to come and say, uh, Sly, you don't know what you're talking about. And the same thing with me. Uh, you don't know music like you do. No, I don't claim to know all music, but I know enough about it to be confident that I could have a conversation or put on a concert, three or four hour concert or show and make and know that everybody that walked away from there is going to have had a good time. So I don't worry. I don't worry about what the naysayers say because you're going to have them. And if you let them control you, you know, where you're going and, and and dictate your path, you 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 won't get anywhere. So for you, um, is it more anecdotal, or you you can sit here and say, okay, on paper, independent is the best way. I, I don't care what anybody says. Well, looking at looking at both sides of it, I mean, independent. Uh, you're starting from scratch, so mm-hmm. as, as much money you put into it. But say if I wanted to create a, a terrestrial station, I know what I, I know automatically. I would have to have ten grand up front. That's right. just just for the license, just right. to say that I'm going to play music. That's yep. not the radio station. That's not the tower. That's not the licensing fees that you know that. That's just ten thousand dollars off the rip. Whereas with this radio station, I started this to be quite honest. 12 years ago from a smart TV. Wow. Okay. That's commendable. So what is there a is there a do you have a a limit or a um a ceiling that you won't go past to keep your independency? It works both ways. I mean, are you willing to sell your soul? This is, I, I, I guess, in a way, I'm a father, with, and this is my baby, so I'm going to do all I can to take care of it. Okay, so if Sirius XM says, hey, come on, listen, we like what you do. We don't want to tell you what to do. We just want to help, you know, expand your reach, get you a broader audience, do what you do. Let us help you propel you. And the numbers are looking good. Are, are you gonna are you gonna take a check well I'm, i won't it, it has to be some it has to be some definite stitch stipulations into whether because i okay if they come at me and say okay well we got we can put these more numbers into, into we can get these much more listeners to your station we can put you out there a little farther i'm already international okay uh, people already listen to me in England. People already listen to me in uh, war-torn countries. I, I had some listeners listening from uh, where they fight that right now. 
Oh, in and Ukraine? over Ukraine? Right. Wow. Right. So they're listening to I, music over there in the midst okay. of fighting. So, you know, you have to come at with me with more an incentive to give up my freedom. Okay. What would it take, per se? Mm, a lot more than money. Okay. Yeah, a lot more than money. Okay. Yeah, I would say that. I would say that because, I, I, I mean, to... I, to to get a uh, serious XM or, um, you know, I got to, I did get them to, uh, I wanted to join as a DJ. Mm -hmm. So I sent them the demo and I said everything. And they, they came back and they told me what I was positive at and what I was negative at. Mm -hmm. So I could have taken that same thing later on, come back to a year and said that I do this, but I said, you know what, uh, you know what, now that I know where I'm, what I'm good at, according to the experts and where I'm lacking, according to the experts, let me, um, upgrade the good and let me fix the bad okay so okay and that's what's up all right um shit man <laughs> this was i like this i like yeah. this <laughs> you know what um I, I i like your historical aspects uh, of this conversation um tell us some things that we may not be privy to even me because you know um as, as far as Okay, do you get into the conversation of the creation of hip hop or, or no? Does that concern you at all? Yeah, yeah, I, I would say it does because a lot of people, you know, it, it, a lot of people have an idea where hip hop started. A lot of people think they know. And I think this is the reason why we, we're having this conversation now. I think some weeks ago I stepped down in your, in your, in your chat room and you said something about, uh, you know, the, whatever record label was it. And so I typed in, I guess we don't, no, I guess we won't give Sylvia any credit for, for, for you know, creating hip hop. Yeah. My my pushback to everyone that says, you know, the greatest uh, record label of hip hop was this and that. And I would, my always thing is, yeah, they're great. But let me ask you, without Sylvia Robinson, would there be hip hop at all? Without her boots on the ground, without Sugar Hill Records. And when you say Sugar Hill Records, automatically people think the Sugar Hill Gang. But Sugar Hill Records was a label. Okay. Yes, let's let's have this discussion. I'm with you. I'm with you. Is she the blueprint? Cool. She's the blueprint. Is she the foundation? Yes. Cool. But it's like Michael Jordan. Okay. Um, Michael Jordan took the NBA to heights unseen. You can mm -hmm. argue he's the best player. That's arguable. Mm -hmm. But what he mm -hmm. did for the NBA unmatched. That's why that's why I, I put Def Jam or, or, or what Russell did over Sylvia. Because what he did for hip hop, not just hip hop, but his 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 impact on just music, I think outweighs Sylvia's contribution, unfortunately. Well, I would say, I, 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 I won't say I completely agree with that. What I would say was, I think with the, the people that came after Sylvia, I think they took hip hop from one stratosphere to another. Okay. But in order to, in order to, and everything has a, a beginning and an ending. Great. So, you know, you have to give credit where credit's due without, with, without the, 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 the due diligence of Sylvia Robinson and the folks around her, because you have to look at it like this. She went around the country with, with money. 
uh, going to radio stations, going to DJs, uh, you know, playing this, playing this different, uh, you know, getting all these different DJs, greasing all these palms to put this this hip hop music out there. So without her getting out there, you know, boots on the ground and going across the country from Chicago to Los Angeles, you know, worldwide going into England, uh, hip hop would have more than likely just stayed in the boroughs of New York. So I'm with you. But I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's my thing. Because when you think hip hop, nine times, eight times out of ten, you'll think Def Jam, Russell. You, until you mention Sylvia, I'm not thinking about Sylvia. Right. That for me is the, the distinction. That's for me is like, okay, until you say something, until you mention her, because the average person off the top, you think history of hip hop, you know, you think LL, Def Jam, Russell. Run DMC, mm-hmm. yeah, and they're mm-hmm. all connected. And unfortunately, Sylvia doesn't get enough credit. She's it, she gets lost in the sauce. I don't think people really understand her overall contributions to hip hop. And I agree yeah. with you, right? But when you think yeah. early hip hop, it's Def Jam or Bust for the average person. I yeah, think, I would early, right? Early, right? You're absolutely right. And they're early. Early in the early '80s, with the LL Cool J's and you know the, the different folks like that that came out, um, um, you know, those guys, the Curtis Blows and all that. Yeah, in the '80s, they were the you know that they were the backs that uh, hip hop got on. You know, some some people might say hip hop, some people might say rap, but it, it is what it is. You know, you're just a, one half a dozen in one hand, six in the other. What's the difference? Yeah, but you know, but uh, again, you know. I think with which each which each ten years of hip hop as it evolved, it had to be taken over by someone someone newer in the game. Okay, Sylvia opened the door. Def Jam Def Jam put hip hop on in a different stratosphere. It made it really worldwide. Okay, so the next group of uh, okay, say uh, what's uh, what was Puffy's what was Puffy's label? Uh, Bad Boy Records. Bad Boys, okay, Bad Boys and uh, Rough Riders. They took hip hop to another level. Uh, the in the in the West Coast sound, they took it to another level. With the Snoop Dogs and all those, and then you got the Houston. They took it to another level with the, with the, uh, what was the group at that time? Uh, UK UGK and all those guys, uh, yeah. Scarface out of, out of Houston and all those guys. So they took it to another level. So each one of those guys had a contribution to something that was, that was that the foundation was laid for. So again, you know how strong is a house if the foundation is no good? I'm with you. Okay, outside of Sylvia. Who for you is the the next greatest impact in hip hop for you? Cool Herc, because without his ingenuity, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't know what the. What is why? Okay, I'm. This is where my youth is showing. Why does everybody give this man so much praise and adoration when they clearly? I'm just going off what I've read and seen. It was already a sound. All the movement was already catching. If, but correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, well, the reason why I say Cool Herc is because he is like he's like the he's like the father of he's like the father of of hip hop, so to speak. You know, he he's the he's the guy that you know that says you know cross this with this, put this in this. It's like Thomas Edison with the light bulb. Okay, you know, we know folks made the light bulb better, you know, but. 
there's only one person that created this one originator so if you're going to look at the history of hip-hop and, and give it its truest it's true in its truest form you have to go back to where it originally started and that was with cool herc now that's are there people that's better than him of course grandmaster flash um there's so many different so many people that that's on the one ones and twos that came out of that same borough that he did that was better than him but it always is a first i want to give you so much pushback on this because i just here's my thing if if cool herc says hey i couldn't play my music i couldn't even dress the way i dress because they made fun of how i dress because he's from jamaica i believe right he's from from the islands yes yes and he tried to bring yes. his culture over and new yorkers are like get that shit out of here what are you wearing what are you doing so him even by him saying that he had to acclimate to the current climate um i, I okay I'll, I'll i'll do this i'll concede that it was a perfect storm and he just happened to be the perfect face for that storm is that fair enough to say? Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 I, I, that, that's 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 a good way to describe it. Perfect storm. Sure was. Yes. Uh, you know, as they say, um, uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Indeed. Indeed. So I think that's what something needed to be invented to get get our word out there. Get you know get the plight of black inner city youth out there. And fortunately, it stretched. You know to the world because uh, 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 and again not to take anything away from the New York brothers and sisters but y'all know where the true sound of hip hop came from came from down south because all y'all went up north how many y'all can remember your folks coming back down south to visit relatives that you didn't open a can of worms but I'm listening I know <laughs> I know <laughs> I know but but, that, but you know that this 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 is the truth and that's one of the things so it's one of the quotes that uh you know that uh, I hate to use cool herc again but that's what he said you know you know our, our folks came from all different places but we all met up in New York and that that coming from different avenues and different parts of the world that's what that's the essence of hip-hop it's not just it's not one sound it's a united sound from all all over the globe of black people and it just happened to originate it just happened to as you use the word perfect storm in that in the Bronx um I, I guess what what would be your takeaway um from the 50 years of hip-hop th thus far takeaway from 50 years of hip-hop i would say this it's a miracle that it's lasted this long i agree i would say that the amount of money that could be made if you are an artist with talent is astronomical okay i would say that his the the future of hip-hop depends on the folks that's listening to it right now understand that the music that you're creating now is going to affect the generations two or three generations down the road okay because the list the music that i listen to in the back seat of my mama's car is the music that your your kids are listening to in the back seat of your car okay i like that final two questions sure. um is it too late for us to reinsert ourselves in the, the driver's seat of hip-hop and i mean just on the business aspect of it controlling where and how the industry is pushed and marketed and the narratives of it is it too late for us to be like we want we want stake in this now no no i don't i don't think so i don't i don't think it's ever too late to 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 write the ship 
I don't think it's ever too late for that because you know the these kids out here that's created this music they're brilliant and they, they just need to they just need to curtail some of the extracurricular activity that comes along with uh, you know being a star you know okay. because as you, you see most of these most of these guys once they get that money in their hand they think they're untouchable they think that the rules of the road don't apply to them anymore. Final question of the night: Sure, Michael Jackson versus James Brown. Oh man! I can almost guarantee what answer you're gonna get, but humor me. Uh, I gotta go with the Godfather. That's I love right. Michael. I got. I love Michael Jackson, but I gotta go with the Godfather because Michael Jackson emulated him. Yeah. So I gotta go with the original, not yeah. the digital. And you know it's funny. I don't think people really, really understand the brilliant, the overall brilliance of James yes. Brown. Yes, I absolutely. think that gets lost. I, I yes. think, yeah. If it, if it not been, you know, James Brown, uh, a little quick historical facts right go out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. James Brown was so instrumental in the civil rights movement. The, the night that Martin Luther got uh, Martin Luther King was assassinated, black folks wanted to go and tear this country apart. That's right. James Brown was holding a concert somewhere. And it's the words of James Brown and Petey Green. If it not been for that DJ and that particular artist, God knows what would happen to this country. Okay, was that a mistake? Was that a tactical error on black on black folks' part? And are you asking me should it just should we have burned this mother down? Yeah. I'm asking, was it? If we, it's easy for us to money that quarterback, but given the current climate and the plight of black Americans in that time and, and what they were trying, what they were fighting for, was it a tactical error for James Brown and, 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 and Petey um, to come out and, and calm, you know? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree with you on that. I, I think it was a mistake. I think they should have let, let everything burn and we wouldn't be in the situation that we're at now. I agree. I agree. My man, DJ music, please, sir, shout yourself out. Where can the people find you? Uh, you folks can find me actually if you're interested. I'm on air tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I normally play a little variety of music, mostly old school. Of course, I take requests. Um, you can catch me, of course, at Mr. DJ on uh, YouTube or over at uh, Twitter, all the different places, Facebook and all those, uh, Stevie Music over at Facebook. So, and if you're in my city of Charleston, South Carolina, we do weddings, bar mitzvahs, backyard barbecues. We do it all. Wait. How, how how are the bar mitzvahs? I, is it hip hop music at bar mitzvahs? It's, yeah, it is. And <laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> funny story. <laughs> I just <laughs> that's such a stereotype. About, <laughs> about a month ago, I, I did a wedding. Uh, a Jewish couple, and uh, they get sent me a playlist. Of course, of course, as a DJ, you want to follow that playlist. About halfway through the playlist, one of the patrons, one of the guests, that I guess one of the maids of honor came over to whisper to me, hey, hey, DJ, <laughs> enough of that white girl music. <laughs> Put on something. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it is. But again, hip hop music is, you know, it's 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 the sound of, it's, it really is the sound of America. Like the Philadelphia sound was the sound of America back in the, the 70s and, you know, late 70s, early 80s. It's hip hop is now the sound now. So you as young people, if you want your voice to be heard as a DJ, as somebody that you folks send your music to, I can tell you, you have to learn to take the superlatives out of your music. 
Okay. You have to. Okay. If you want, if you want airplay, because most people listen to radio now, they listen it through a through a streaming service. Sixty-seven percent of people that listen to music listen to some type of type of streaming service. It's not car radios anymore. Is that the, the, the permanent future or do you see something even uh, un, uh, uptaking um, streaming at, at, at this point? Or is it too well, early I, to tell? Well, I'll ask you, what happened to Blockbuster Radio? What Man, happened to Blockbuster Video? I remember. Right. I can still drive by and show you where the buildings where they used to that's rent it. out. That's, yeah, that's it. That's it. If it's not a grocery store or a novelty store, it's empty. <laughs> that's crazy. Okay. My man, I, I do humbly thank you for your time. And it's been a pleasure, my man. Thank you I, so very much for having me. It's been yeah, great. I got to bring you back. I got to bring you sure. back. Definitely. So sure, um, definitely. Anytime you got, you got all my in info, man. Just, just hit me up anytime. Appreciate yeah. Any, folks that's been in a, let, let me come through and, and, and chopping it up with you. Any last words for the people? Um, no, just hey, folks, just I always say, you know, uh, say hello to someone might change the way they're thinking, might change the way they're living. You never know. You walk past him and don't say hello. Wise words. My man, thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right. Enjoy thank the rest you so of the evening. You yes, too, sir. brother. All righty. All right. I hope everybody enjoyed that. I, I I had a good, a grandiose time with that. Um, I definitely want to bring him back and talk some more hip hop and music and stuff like that. So, um, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Renzo, thank you for the five on the cash app, brethren. Oh, shit. Wrong <laughs> name. My bad. Wait a minute. Wait. Nope. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Wrong set. There we go. All right, so give me another couple of hours and I'll be back uh, with show number two. So hopefully everybody got some out of this this uh, interview today. And shout out to my man, DJ Music. I definitely will be bringing them back. And um, yeah, I, I like this conversation. So um, whether you're for or against hip hop, 50 years, he's right. By miracle, this thing is still a, a alive and, and breathing and kicking. So with that being said, I'll be back in a couple hours uh, his youtube channel is i think carrie posted the link carrie be on it so i don't carrie if you be so kind madame if you if you have his link to his youtube channel to post it please because i just have his uh okay my man rc did it cool 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 thank you guys thank you guys all right so with that being said give me a couple hours i'll be back peace <laughs>